This begins part two of Unfound's coverage of Elena Carissi's disappearance. If you've not yet listened to part one, please find it on your podcast feed. Elena Maria Sole Carissi was a 23-year-old from Italy. She had a younger brother and loved to travel. On December 31st, 1993, Elena called her parents from New Orleans, saying that she was checking out of the hotel where she was staying. However, Elena did not say where she was headed next. She was never seen again. Or was she? I'm Ed Denzel, and this is Unfound. Uh, did, given that this has already happened with Alexander using a traveler's checks, did the police talk to Alexander? And what did he say? They did talk to Alexander and he said that he didn't know where Elenia was, but mm-hmm. he was sure that she was fine. Okay, and we're going to come back to that. Alright, so they knew about him, somehow they were able to find him. Of course he's in jail maybe, that's was maybe he was easy to find. And I, I want to go back to this, how did you find out that she was missing? All from the news. Just from the news. Do you, do you remember where you were and what you were doing when you first saw it on the I news? I was in Milan. You were? I was in Milan into a store and I was listening to, the, you know, in the store they always play the radio. Yeah. And they say the news and I freezed. Like I, I couldn't walk and couldn't move and I was like, it wasn't just unbelievable to me. Like mm-hmm. uh, that Elenia was missing because to mm-hmm. us, Elenia... Her brother, mom, and dad to to Italy, to the whole entire country. Their family. Mm-hmm. It's like Albano Ramina's power are Italy's mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. the way we see them. So it, it was, uh, and of course I could not get in touch with uh, Yari or whatever because they few quickly after a few days of uh, being in TV and being interviewed and releasing. Uh, details, whatever, they choose mm-hmm. the silent. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to tell you, uh, you know, 1994, I would have been 23 years old. I was living in Pennsylvania still. And I have to admit, I vaguely remember this. It was it was national news in the United States. I just, huh. ba- you know, of course, this was before the internet and everything. Um, I vaguely remember this. I just vaguely remember hearing about the daughter of a, a famous miss, uh, famous Italian couple missing. Of course, she's also the granddaughter of a very famous American actor, too. Yeah. So I just kind of vaguely remember it being on the news back then, but it does register. It, it does register to me. as This was coverage quite extensively in the United States at the time. Okay, oh. so so that's, that's how you found out. Um, yeah. I, and I will ask, did you even know that about any of this that we've talked about, did you know that she had gone with her family to, were you keeping tabs on her well enough to know that she had gone to the United States with her family or any of that stuff? Yeah, like um, not uh, in details, but vaguely because sometimes I met Yari and I knew that, mm-hmm. you know, the trips, like he would tell me like, oh, I'm leaving, you know, going to America, blah, blah. And I wanted to... Um, underline that uh, Yari and Elenia don't have an accent. Yeah, we're gonna, yeah, no, that's once again, that's that's something we're gonna get into here as well, you know, as far as identifying her and everything, surely. Uh, you know, yeah. once again, we're just trying to find, we don't, I just want to keep everything as organized as possible because I think this is very yeah, relevant. I'm not, I'm, yeah, I'm not following in anything, I'm just following my heart, so just like, <laughs> what? All right. I remember about, you know, uh, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. I'm following the outline just to make sure the listeners can make sure they keep everything one at a time. Yes, All right, we don't want to yes. do these too much in a jumbled order. That's why I sent you the outline because we need to keep these things in a certain order that I'm sure in the end will will make the most sense. All yes, right, and yes, we will sir. get to that. Now I should state something uh, for uh, the listeners is that the reason that. Uh, I'm interviewing Mina and maybe not interviewing her, her parents who are still alive is really her parents really don't do any media appearances regarding Elena's disappearance anymore, do they? 
No, they don't. they don't want. And also, recently, the mother has been interviewed um, in some show, and the father mm. as well, but they do not go into details, they do mm. not tell about they nothing. They only say that, the mother says that she really misses her daughter, and she thinks that she's alive somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the father said, I would love to believe that she's alive, mm-hmm. but I think that she's dead. Okay. So That's just, all they said. Right. So the, anybody's wondering why, uh, of course, maybe being uh, still very famous in Italy, maybe they're not that easy to reach. Anyway, but that's the reason I'm talking to Mina. They really just don't do, uh, they really don't talk about uh, Elena that much anymore, even though at one time they did. So let's move on to what I will call the rest of the investigation. And let's go back to what you said about the stuff of hers that was left behind. Of course, you're understanding the talking about this backpack. Why don't we talk about that again? You mentioned her passport. What else was in there? How much How much clothes did she have? What do you know about that? Not much. Not much because she only left. She left Italy with just, uh, you know, one of those backpacks that uh, tourists um, use, like those uh, long ones, you know, like um, that's all she had. Okay. Just one backpack. Okay. Yeah. A few pair of shoes and a few clothes and travel checks, her notebook and passport. That was it. And her glasses. Yeah, that's all that was. Okay, and, and I guess maybe we're thinking if she was going to have clothes, maybe she was going to just get some clothes along the way. Well, I don't know. We don't know. I mean, she mm-hmm. really wanted to, um, like, um, try to go into this world of the homeless, so I don't mm-hmm. think she really wanted or needed anything. Okay. Uh, you know. Okay. All right, so very minimalist, I guess we might say. Minimalist. Yeah, right. probably, yeah. You did mention, though, and it's right here that I want to ask you about it in the outline, and that is she did have a journal that was in her belongings. Do you happen to know, uh, Mina, what was written in it? What was she talking about? What was she writing about? Not uh, much. Um, the only thing I know is that what the mother stated, <coughs> that uh, she said this many times in the news, that she mentioned Masakela in this book. Did she? Um, notebook. Uh, and uh, she mentioned that Masakela uh, repeatedly told her, like, remember my name, remember me, remember my name. That's what mm-hmm. she, the mother was reading. But we don't know anything else. Okay. Uh, Do you know if that uh, journal, uh, any pages of it have ever been made public since 1994, Mina? No. Okay. I know that maybe the maybe the father mentioned something in his mm-hmm. book, maybe, but I'm not positive. I don't think they will ever release anything that is in their mm-hmm. okay. uh, notebook. Okay, because you should know. I mean, we've talked about journals quite a bit. I mean, they it's been a topic on this podcast since 2016, and sometimes pages of a journal are released of a missing person, and sometimes they aren't. That's why. That's why I had to. Oh. Ask. Not Elenia, so if it was, we would have known it. <laughs> like okay. Everybody would know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so probably not. And But Alexander, though, was mentioned in it. She wrote about him, your understanding. Uh, could you repeat the question? Absolutely. Uh, but your understanding is that in this journal, she did mention Al- Alexander multiple times. Yes, she did. She did. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any allegations that you've ever heard, anything having to do with any violence, him hitting her, raping her, anything like no. that? No. Nothing. Okay. Anything about the two of them having sex in the journal? No. You, you haven't heard I, anything? I, even Masakela stated that. Okay. That there was sex. Okay. So I want to ask you this, being that this is, once again, this is something I have to ask, being that it's out there. Where does this whole thing, uh, is it true that that uh, Elena had referred to him as like guru or master or something like that. Is that true or is that just something the paparazzi has created? I don't think that Elena referred to him as such, but that's what he was. The paparazzi say that, but it might mm-hmm. be true. Because, uh, I think that they interview other um, people that were connected to him mm-hmm. and 
they like they I don't know how to say in English, but it's it was called like Magianera black um, something like um, I don't know. Like, yeah, I don't know how. Uh, yeah, I don't know any Italian. You should know. I don't know how that like, that translates. Something uh, like the, like dark, like nothing. You know, like a, not a good uh, vibe. Okay. Uh, when they talked about him, mm-hmm. um, I think Elena seen him as uh, like a somebody that could uh, open to her new doors in the world like in life like something she could learn from him that's what she probably thought okay all right um okay that's what if that's what she thought that's what she thought of course maybe to most of us it's going to be a little odd but that seems to be what she was looking for right yeah she probably thought that he could teach her something the, uh, where she could, you know, grasp, grasp something for her book or her life or whatever, yeah. but then maybe realize it was not the case, you know, like yeah. it wasn't that way. Yeah. All right. Do we know for this journal, of course, we usually know that journals are maybe at least written daily, you know, maybe people put dates in them. Do we know when the last entry is? No. We don't don't, I don't know. Don't know that. No. Okay. Let's move on to this. We've already talked about uh, this postcard that he had sent her, and uh, so we're, we're going to go to this. We're going to go to the traveler's check. So as you've already stated, we just want to go over this again to just make sure everybody understands, that yeah. he checked out of the hotel, but this was well after she called her parents on December 31st. Yes. Okay. And he tried to use her traveler's checks, and uh, I guess it had something to do with them not being signed or something that was the reason they weren't accepted or the maybe the the hotel clerk just thought something seems fishy regarding all this well travel checks uh, are not like regular checks mm-hmm. that's why they're safe because only the person that uh owns it like the name mm-hmm. that is on the travel check that person can just use right. them right that person right okay but maybe because Mazakela was a, a little ignorant he thought it was like, you know, um, they can be used um, regularly. I don't know. I have no idea. But he right. tried to pay with those, um, showing her passport as well. Okay. And that's when they, they this was like, you know, like um, ringing the bell, like, whoa, yeah. why guys, uh, you know, trying to do this? But he's shit. Mm. So. Right. Okay. So that's what got him caught. Do you happen to know... Um, did he spend a lot of time in jail? Did he plead guilty to this? Do we know? No, he didn't plead guilty. I think that he was, uh, um, they stopped him to question him Mm -hmm. about Lenya. Um, he was in, uh, not in jail, but he was kept, he was held. Um, Mm -hmm. but they could not find anything, like any proof, so they released him. Okay. Do you happen to know? If Alexander ever said the last time he saw Elena, like pick a date, December thirty first, January third. No, no, he never said. No, never said. Okay, so that's what's got him in trouble. And uh, you know, I've tried to look him up, being that he seems to be a very transient guy and everything. I really can't tell if Alexander is still alive here in twenty twenty four or not. And by the way, we are doing this interview on February fifteenth of 2024 it was just uh at this point 30 years later it's hard for me to tell whether he's alive or not probably probably not being that he was already in his 50s in 1994 but maybe yeah he would have been 83 nowadays yeah and uh yeah (laughs) right so yeah but i know i know i i know this that uh Mm. he stated that he didn't know where Elena was but mm-hmm. he, he thought he, she was fine that nothing happened to her and then mm-hmm. I also know that uh, after he was released from the police yeah. um, he disappeared nobody ever knew where he was huh. okay mm-hmm. all right just try to um, maybe I can um, before this episode comes out of course we got about a week and a half or not Quite a week and a half, eight days before this comes out to the public on February 16th, or February 23rd, I'm sorry, February 23rd. 
I'm going to give it another shot to try to track down uh, what his history is and, you know, maybe where he was born and see if he has any other family members, things like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to see if I can do that. All right, moving on to this, and you've already mentioned it, this is a huge part of this disappearance, and it has to do with the security guard at this aquarium. I think at the time it might have been called the Aquarium of the Americas, but I don't think it's called that now. Um, please explain the story that this security guard told. So, uh, the security guard said, uh, stated many times that there was a woman sitting on the, um, the edge of the, uh, I don't know how you call that. Was it a bench? Like know. a, like, like a dock or a little wall dock. right next dock, like right next to the Mississippi river there. Something like that. Yeah, with, with her like legs hanging, okay. um, support, like you know, hanging down on the river. Okay. Um, it was eleven p.m., eleven thirty p.m., and she, he said that she looked very sad. She was wearing a dress with maybe flowers. He said maybe, okay. and a black jacket, and the dress was. He said the dress was long. Um, um, to the knees, and uh, apparently he described the shoes too. I didn't know that, but anyway, I don't know what he said about the shoes. I learned about a mother that he described the shoes, but uh, blonde, and he he wasn't very far from her. He said a couple of meters, and he said, uh, "You can't stay here. You need to, you know, step back." And she said. I belong to the water anyway, and she jumped into the river. Wow. And then he said that she tried to um, swim, like butterfly style, to the center of the river. Mm -hmm. And then she started maybe to have trouble, trouble maybe. And then there, there was like a boat uh, passing mm -hmm. by, and like a huge wave. Yeah. And she went down. And never came back. Like she went down a few times mm -hmm. calling help, but then after the boat uh, created this wave, yeah. she went down and never came back. And he said that, uh, that he called somebody to try to look for her to, mm. you know, search, and they could not find her. And then they called the cops and then helicopters. That's what he mm. said. I never read anything about that. Though. Okay. So your impression, once again, the way you understand it, of course, you've been following Elena's disappearance for like 30 years now. Your impression is that this security guard uh, acted upon this pretty quickly. That as soon as he saw something, and of course, he didn't jump in the water after, which I, I'm not going to really question him on that. Well, I... There are a few, uh, like, uh, things that don't uh, click for me, like a few details that, okay, so I've been uh, reading what he said, okay. the news and what, and, that, and then I also have listened to the mother, what she, what, what she said on her own. Mm -hmm. So, at first, what uh, confuses me is that he was shown like a different uh, um, numbers of pictures of ladies, and Elenia okay. was in these pictures. Yeah. But he didn't pick Elenia first. He said, uh, no, it's this one, and I, I'm pretty sure it's this, this lady. But then that lady, they found out she was alive. It wasn't that girl. Huh. So they came back and they showed to him different pictures of Elenia, mm -hmm. and he said, oh, I think it's her. So he changed mm -hmm. his mind. That was it. Okay, okay, I think it's, it was Okay, so he didn't get it right the first time. He didn't get it the first time, and he might not have gotten it right the second time. Right. So I don't... Uh, if, for, for this person to be confused like that, it means that the light wasn't good. Yeah, it's dark. Yeah, it's night. Because yeah. it was dark. Or if there was, like, you know, um, the, the light from the, you know, the lamps, whatever... Mm -hmm. uh, Maybe he didn't see well because I also noticed that he was wearing glasses. Yeah, he and, was. 
maybe it was a little far away, maybe he didn't see the face very well. So that confuses me, like he was, a confu- he was confused the first time and picked another girl, was sure mm-hmm. 100%, but then he, he thinks, well, the second time he thought, mm-hmm. yes, I was, you know, Elaine. And then the description of the clothing uh, when the mother talked to him didn't match Elena, and also the hair. Like you say that this lady had, um, uh, I think, longer hair, and then the mother say, no, actually, she had shorter hair. Mm-hmm. And then the shoes didn't match, the description of the shoes. How can you see the shoes, though? I realize, yeah, if she was sitting down and her legs are hanging over, like, over the river, how would he have seen her shoes? I agree with you. Unless and how can she... see how long was the dress? Yeah, I don't know. To specify that the dress was to the knees. Well, maybe you she know, got up to like stand up on the dock or the wall before she jumped, but that would have been just seconds. Maybe. You know, but that would have been like a, a second or two, maybe in the dark of whether how you know how accurate could he be. Maybe. Well, mm-hmm. we don't know how she jumped. She never yeah, said she never stood said up. it. That's right. Never we, said we, it. Just jumped. Yeah. And then he said that uh, um, he. Was a she was a, like a swimming like a butterfly style. Mm-hmm. That means she jumped and then turned around to do butterfly. Is that how you do butterfly? You yeah, like with both one. arms at the same time. Yeah, both arms same time. Oh, okay, so <coughs> these these things though kind of like uh, uh, confused me. Um, also mm-hmm. confused me the fact that uh, um, the 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 news. This was a. Um, when he came up on the papers, I think, because I have I wasn't living in America, so I mm. I don't know if this was reported on the sixth as a woman missing. I mean, as a woman jumping in the mm. river without a name. Yeah. But I the the on the news on the newspaper uh, the news about Elena jumping on the river. Okay. The thought that Elena jumped on the river because of what she said, I belong to the water. Right. And that's what she said when she was uh, little. That's what the father oh, said. Okay. Water. That is, that is the key yeah. that made father believe that that was Elena. And that was the key that made the cops and FBI yeah. believe that. Hey, that's the girl. You know, she because if she said that, for sure it's her. But it mm-hmm. has never been and sure that that lady was Elena, the lady that jumped into the river, you know. Mm-hmm. All right, so what you're saying is the description, he gets it wrong the first time, and maybe he made, so it makes it possible that he gets it wrong the second time. It, to you, yeah. it seems like the descriptions don't match between Elena and the and the woman that he described going into the water. And Ramina, it, the mother, didn't... Uh, yeah. And also the dress that he described, that he she thought that Elena didn't have a dress the way he described, or the shoes that he described. Mm. But I, I to counter that, not to not to be argumentative, but we know that she didn't have any clothes. You know, like you said, she was very minimalist. I guess it's possible that in those days she could have bought a dress and shoes, right? Um, I guess it's possible. It could. It could. Right. It could be possible. Okay. Yeah. All right. We just I have to yeah. have to be open to these things, uh, especially since it seems that if this happened on January sixth, and the last time that she spoke to her family was December thirty first, that would have given her a week. I mean, what do you know? It gives her a week maybe to buy other clothes, maybe. Yeah, but also makes me think that um, it's strange to wait a week call again her family mm-hmm. knowing that her mom was worried because at that point Romina knew that she was a Liddell Liddell yeah. Liddell whatever yes. Liddell, uh, in New Orleans um, and also um, where was she all these um, days like that's what a was good she question doing? that's uh, a good question if that was her that that went into the water then yes where was she for those seven days exactly mm-hmm. so I, I you know like did anybody see her in those seven days? What, somebody reported an Italian person uh, that she was in this uh, enoteca, like a um, store where they sell wine and beers, mm-hmm. that she went in 
January 14th, around January 14th, with mm. somebody else to buy her favorite beer. He said, I'm, I am 100% sure that that was Elenia. And my friend um, was with me and he saw her too. Okay. I don't know if that's true, but that's what he said. He said in an, in an interview. Okay. Getting back to the security guard one more time. So your, it is your impression that as soon as he saw this woman go into the water, whether we believe it was Elena or somebody else or maybe he made it up, he did call 911 very quickly. We don't know. I've never been told. I've no, never no. been... I don't know. Did you ever find any, <laughs> any news about no, it? I no, I'm going to have to look. But I guess what, what I'm saying is... You know, it is uh, well. You know, maybe putting the cart between before the horse. I, I, you know, did he come forward with this, with this story about a woman going into the water after he found out that Lelania was missing, or did he come forward with this story about a woman going into the water before Elena was missing? I guess that's what I'm he, saying. It's hard, you know. He said, he, he, from what he said in the mm. interview, because there are a few interviews where you can hear him talking. Yeah. Uh, he said it right away. Okay. Now, uh, um, I don't know how many things changed yeah. in New Orleans in 30 years. But if um, the the police station didn't move, it's right behind the aquarium. Mm, it's very so, close there. Yeah, so I don't know, you know, if he said, uh, if uh, notify somebody, you know, the, the cops will have been there like in minutes, within mm -hmm. minutes. But... No, to be honest, I don't know. He said that he has been uh, looking for this woman in the water for a bit, and then they could not find her, and then they called the cops, mm -hmm. and then there were, like, you know, boats and also helicopters looking for her. But okay. this has never been... Uh, I have never verified this. Okay. I'm going to... Once again, it's one of those things that I will look on newspapers.com and elsewhere in the run-up to this episode coming out. To verify this, because you uh, maybe you don't know this, Mina, but you know a lot of disappearances that I cover on for Unfound. You have a lot of people saying stuff that end, doesn't end up being true. They say they saw something or they heard something and everything, and you look into it and it's not true at all. And so I'm wondering, you know, is this guy just you know creating a story just to get attention for himself? Exactly, but also sometimes I think that these people that are. Um, the main person of the story, they make the story big and bigger mm. and bigger and add details and then they add things to make it bigger. Yeah, they do. Yes. You get more extravagant every, every time they tell a story. Yeah. 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 Okay. So that, so we have this guy who saw a woman go into the water. You can w believe whether it happened or not. That's up for the listeners to decide. And then on top of that, if you believe that it happened, was that Elena or not? That's up for everybody uh, to decide. Let's move on to this. Now, meaning maybe you may be surprised by this, maybe the listeners aren't, that we have very few missing people that we feature on Unfound who have been declared deceased. It's a very, very small percentage. But Elena was declared deceased, and my understanding it was her father who initiated this. What, what do you know about that? I know that um, Albano decided to um, declare her um, deceased uh, 2014 or 16. You might have have you might have the right okay. date. Okay, but it's like 20 what, years 14? later. Yes. Okay. Yeah, because it's uh, there is a law in Italy that you can't declare somebody deceased if it's not 10 years yet. So. Uh, maybe I don't. I I don't know exactly when he did, but after mm. more than ten years, he um, declared her dead. Like okay. um, uh, sorry, deceased. Just because um, that's he said that that's what he believes that uh, she jumped in the river, and uh, I don't. I think of my perspective, knowing Albano. He's just tired of suffering, like yeah. hoping, and you know, um, people bothering him about Elena all the time. Um, it's yeah. it's just a pain for them. So he decided to do that, but not uh, Romina. Romina never wanted to believe that. Okay, I guess what you're also saying there in that comment a moment ago, 
you're saying that he did that on the strength of the security guard story back from 1994. Mm -hmm. He's thinking, well, that, yes, uh, Abano's saying, you know what, I think that was Elaine who went into the water that, that night. Of course, it's 20 years later, roughly, and, you know, no signs of her, so I'm going to choose to believe that that was she that went into the water, and that's why I'm declaring her deceased. Um... Yeah, he does. He said that he believes that because uh, he, when he heard um, the guardian say that that lady that jumped in the water said, mm -hmm. "I belonged to water anyway," mm -hmm. he thinks that that was his daughter drugged on drugs. Okay. And just either committed suicide or just um, I don't know jumping because she wasn't drugs. Okay. But that that. That thing, those words that she said, that he said, that that lady said, mm -hmm. convinced him that that was Elena. Okay. All right, so she's declared deceased, but like you said, uh, it sounds like Elena's mother uh, did not want to do that. No, she didn't. She wasn't. Well, they were, uh, I don't know if it, because they were divorced and so he could do and oh, okay. she, but... She didn't agree, and she thinks that Elena is uh, alive somewhere um, and being held. Okay. And by the way, to to be clear about the date, now that I'm seeing, like uh, she was uh, declared deceased on 2013, exactly 10 years after, as I was right. Yeah, because the mm. law says in it that you have to wait 10 years of somebody not finding the body or whatever to, mm -hmm. you know, their deceased. All right, well, 20, 2003 or 2013? <laughs> 13. Okay, so 20. that would be, tw would be 20 years then. 20 years, okay. That's, that, that would yeah. be 20 years since she went missing then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. right, 1993 to 2013, that would be 20 years. Yes, and uh, I think that uh, she was uh, on on papers because it takes mm -hmm. a while. Okay. She was uh, officially declared disease on two thousand fourteen. Okay, All he right. presented the um, application for her to be declared disease in two thousand thirteen, mm -hmm. and then officially she's declared she was declared dead two thousand fourteen. Okay. okay. All right. So now, of course, uh, just I was just. We, not that we covered a disappearance on the podcast, but I had done a feature on YouTube about a guy who was declared deceased from what was in Indiana, and he ended up being alive many, many years later. So wow. these, these things happen, here, at least here in the United States. So we'll move on to this. Uh, you mentioned this earlier, and it, it very well may be that people are thinking, well, she's from Italy and everything. She speaks like with, in an accent. Uh, you know, this very uh, exotic Italian accent that she would stick out in a crowd. But you're telling, you've told me she didn't have any uh, Italian accent at all. In fact, she sounded like what, a, a, a British person or no. American or? American. She did? Yeah. She, okay. She didn't sound like me, that's for sure. But <laughs> she, <laughs> she sounded uh, uh, American. I know for sure because uh, once, uh, I mean, I, you know, I can tell now, mm -hmm. <coughs> sorry, sorry. But because I, I speak English um, quite well, I would say, yeah, but, you and I sure. speak up for so long, so I can tell maybe if somebody has an accent or not, but back that time, I, I could not know. I knew that Melania spoke English very well. It was almost mm. like her second language, but I could not tell if she had an accent. But she spoke in the same, um, the same way her brother spoke English. When her brother speaks, he doesn't have an accent. And when I met Yari long, long time ago, I think 20 years ago, um, it happened, I was with my husband. My husband is American. Like, you okay. know, he was born here, was raised here. Okay. So we, I introduced him to my husband and they spoke a little bit, you know, we speak a little bit together exchanging a few words and then I asked my husband does he have an accent and he said no absolutely he sounds wow. like he sounds American so now I know okay they both sound American yeah okay uh did Elena of course she knew Italian is there any other languages that she knew she could no, speak? 
she's spoken like uh, maybe four to five languages. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I know so she's spoken Italian, English, uh, I think French, Spanish, maybe wow. Russian. Wow. Russian. Okay. Impressive. I guess yeah. what we're saying here is if we want to believe, we certainly can. We, I don't tell the listeners what to think. But if we were to believe that maybe she took off, I mean, we, we spent the, the good part of the, uh, this, uh, the beginning of this interview talking about how she wanted to be her own person and she maybe wanted to be out of the limelight. And she wanted to be free, even use the word libre, um, that maybe she just kind of took off. And I guess what we're saying is if she could sound like an American, it would be pretty easy for her to blend in in the United States somewhere. Pretty much, yes. Do also you, because um, the color of the skin and the hair and the eyes, yes. Yes. She can be, yeah, totally. Okay. All right. Although, I think that maybe now if she's alive somewhere, um, mm -hmm. I think her hair might be darker. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I've seen her hair already dark, much mm -hmm. darker, before she disappeared. Mm -hmm. Right. And we have to remember she would be in her 50s. I'm 53. She would be right around my age. And yeah, and uh, maybe as I know, you know, so those gray hairs start creeping in. So she might have a totally different hair color altogether, maybe. Right? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. I mean, it depends what's. Um, situation uh mm. if she's alive yeah what she's in like uh, a bad situation then yes yeah. gray hair not good looking you know mm. she's still gorgeous probably but <laughs> not uh you know glowing like uh, uh who, who she has been through right and if fine then maybe a few lines around mm. the eyes and you know, maybe different color hair. I have been thinking uh, about Elenia quite, quite often. And I also had dreams about her. Wow. Uh, she's a part of my life. Yeah. As, as much as a Yari and as much as uh, her mom and dad, you know, that's where mm. I was born. And when I also learned that mom and dad divorced after a few years of uh, her disappearance, I was hurt. Yeah. I was really, really sad. And I could see that sadness in Yari's eyes last time I saw him, which was just a few years before mm. they officially were divorced. Okay. But since when I moved to America, I have always been thinking about Elenia. Like, you know, any new city, mm. any new town I go to visit, I always think, like, who knows if I could have seen her here, if I can recognize her. <coughs> yes, I can. I would recognize Elenia with a lot of lines, wrinkles, huh. and no hair, with a hat, with sunglasses, because I can recognize her lips, teeth, yeah. nose, the color of the skin. I know her very well, you know. I mean, you see this person constantly in TV, yeah. in person, on newspaper, on pictures, that uh, is like printed in your eyes. Can't yeah. forget. Yeah. Have you... Um ever been to New Orleans to check out these locations that we've discussed during this interview? Yeah, once uh, it happened that uh, my mom, from Italy, of course, from Chilino San Marco, of course, um, and she knew, she didn't know Elena much, but she knew Yari. Uh, she came to visit me in Arkansas. I was living in Arkansas uh, that time, um, I would say 15 years ago, and uh, or 13, something like that. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we traveled with my mom. She loved road trips. And we decided to do a road trip from Arkansas to Louisiana. Mm -hmm. That was our last stop. And my mom asked me specifically, can we please uh, drive? Or No, we were riding a bus, I think, at that time. Like uh, one of those um, uh, public uh, buses. Right. Like said, Greyhound or something. Oh. Yes. Okay. She said, can you please show me where, um, where was the hotel where she disappeared? And we, um, we, we passed by and I showed it to her. Um, I think at that time it was still open. I seen the sign. Okay. And then she wanted to see where was the place where they think that they jumped. We spent quite a little time there. 
like wow. the this aquarium area. Okay. Um, to be honest, I mean, I know that this is not, you know, um, people cannot believe this or, you know, it's unbelievable. Uh, but I, when I was there, I never had uh, this feeling that uh, really, you know, something bad happened to her there and mm. she jumped. I always had the feeling that she was taken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not okay. that my feeling counts, but... Yeah, well, being that she was feeling. around Alexander and, uh, you know... It, you know, maybe you know it now, maybe you didn't know it back in 1994 when this all happened, but New Orleans is one of the most violent cities in the United States. You know, next to like Chicago, it's like number two, I think, even today. I didn't know. I yeah. thought it was in Philadelphia, though. No? No, well, Philadelphia is no treat either. But New Orleans also is known as being like the most corrupt city in the United States as well. That doesn't help. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't even know Elena knew that, but... Yeah, it is. It is. This a lot. Of course, this came out when Katrina hit. The hurricane hit New Orleans, and it really exposed a lot of this. But uh, yeah, very, very corrupt city, even to this day. Very violent city, for sure. So this is so also Elena, something. Katrina disappeared uh, in yeah. and yeah. Katrina was in '95, right? Two thousand five. Ten years later. Oh, eleven. Years, eleven years later. Oh, okay. The big years. one, like this. Right. Yeah, Katrina hit in 2005. That's when uh, I was uh, living in Las Vegas at the time when that happened. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, yeah, 2005. So yeah. Um, let's get right to this. I'll just po- ask you point blank. Uh, how has this affected you? Of course, you talked about, you know, your feelings seeing her in dreams. How has this affected you for the last 30 years? Uh, in many ways. Uh, mm-hmm. as a friend, um, as a woman, kind of, uh, mm, right now that I, I, before I think that was just very like, um, uh, heart, mm, I was hurting because the mom and the dad, because of her, that, yeah. you know, I was really afraid that something bad happened to her and she had to go through something really, uh, violent and, I, I, I was very sad and uh, then of course you know after a long time you you don't really think about her every day but um, after I became a mom oh, they kind man. of you know always think about right thing happening to my daughter as uh, you know something happened to Elena like anything can happen to you know the person that really feels like so safe and big and powerful because I think Elena always, and I did too, like, you know, in the past when I was her age, you, you think you're like, um, um, like nobody can do anything to you. Indestructible. 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 Like, um, you never think that, you know, the impossible could happen to you. Right. Like, like me, for example, uh, I, I, when I had mom and dad, I always felt so strong and uh, nothing could happen to me until my father passed away. And I was like, whoa, what? Yeah. How, why did this, you know, happen to me? You know, like I was yeah. young, I was 27. So, you know, I don't know. I just, you know, every time I, my daughter tells me like, I would like to go, you know, to do like a road trip uh, I'm like oh gosh I'm like you know I'm going on my knees praying like please God you know <laughs> like I can't change her mind I really get scared because yeah. that really kind of uh, um, digged into my mind like you know wow you know how do, and I to be honest I've been travel I have been traveling by myself um, at Elena's age mm-hmm. no no I'm lying I'm sorry I was all there Okay. Uh, 23, I wasn't traveling. I think I started traveling when I was 25. Um, but only one time I was solo in Thailand, but I always was surrounded by people because I wanted, I wanted to become a scuba diving instructor. And I always, I was never, almost never by myself. You know, I was always with uh, co-workers or um, friends and, you know, I, I 
I was afraid to be alone. And then I was more afraid for my daughter. Um, I'm, I still I am. Like, you know, I try to always tell her this story about my friend Elenia and stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, they didn't leave this story, like, you know, personally. So they're like, uh-huh, yeah, right. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they, this, they don't think, they can't believe, you know, that, you know, something bad really can happen to you. Um, wherever mm. you, you know, you go, like, I don't know, it's just mm. like, and um, rather than that, you know, I just, you know, most of the time I deeply think about her parents now, Yeah. especially mom, um, I see her appearing in TV and she's not, she's not the same person. Mm. I even Albano, they are not the same yeah. couple. They, they, they got separated and then eventually divorced. Yari is not the same person. Yari suffered very, very, very much. Mm. Elenia was the, like, a, you know, an idol for him. Yeah. It was an example to follow. You yes. Know? Yeah. They were like twins. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I see this in her parents all the time and her parents like a pretty popular like even more now than like you know 10 years ago because for a while they disappeared uh, not disappeared completely mm-hmm. but they just didn't want to be um you know in tv or uh, in public and now they are like uh, they split up they divorced um i think uh, romina when the divorce came back to america she was living here for oh, a while she was. okay uh, but we didn't know if she came back here and looking for Elena. We didn't. We don't know. And um, the father eventually um, met another woman, and he had two more kids with this woman. Oh, he did. Okay. Um, and so the public is not happy about it. <laughs> we don't want Albano with another. Right, woman. right, right. Mina Power. And we love the picture of Romina Power and her own kids. Yeah. And we would love Elena to be included, you know. So, yeah. um, I just, I just feel terrible. I know Romina still hopes that Elena is alive. I do think, also, that Elena is alive. Sometimes I think maybe she's not alive anymore, but I don't think that she is a lady in the river. If she is not alive, it happened that something bad happened separate from that story, like aside from that story. Okay. The river, so. All right. Is there, uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, once again, uh, Elena's disappearance has been covered by a lot of different people on YouTube elsewhere over the last 30 years, of course, because of her parents, because of... You know, uh, you know, uh, a person from outside of the United States disappearing inside the United States, that's always going to get a lot of attention. Um, but do you have your own, like, Facebook page or anything that you manage for her disappearance? What, you know, if so, why don't you let people know about it now? Um, no, I, I don't because okay. I don't, I okay. don't feel entitled to do anything like that. I, okay. I decided on my own to post pictures of Elenia on groups. I didn't mm-hmm. even know about the existence of these uh, groups and um, I found them and I, I thought this would be a great idea of just like letting people know about Elenia's image, face, picture, mm-hmm. if anybody ever seen her. But every I tried and every time these links to her parents and I think that... Um, that is what uh, kind of uh, takes people away from, you know, paying attention to Elenia, her face right. disappearing. They concentrate on, they, whenever they, they read about Elenia, they start reading about her parents. Yeah. The parents, um, father, you know, Tyrone Power, I think he was said. Uh, That's right, and her grandfather. Elenia, yeah. yeah. And then they forget about Elenia. And I'm like, why? You know, I get a little upset because I'm I, like, I, I always think like you have to concentrate about the story of Elena. But then also, every material that uh, does exist here in America all talk about Elena uh, 
vein linked with the woman jumping the river and the father declared her deceased. And then people are like, oh yeah, she died then. Yeah, right. for sure, that was her. And then everything ends there. Everything, you know, yeah. dies. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Because, you know, we are not sure that that was Elenia and she might have, she might be alive and yep. she deserves people to look for her. I agree with you. All, this is the van, this is the main reason we do these interviews the way we do them that we look at all the angles you know we cover all the facts and we don't tell and, what and people I'm, to what to I'm think glad, yeah I'm glad that you actually um, <clears throat> take care of these you know um, stories and develop the situations on your own because uh, sometimes I really think that a lot of people are missing and uh, it's they don't talk about that much, you know, like uh, people like Elena, for example. I always remember, like, my friends always telling me, like, oh, come on, shut up. She's been gone for 30 years, you know. These are the my friends in Italy. But I always, because they don't live here, I always uh, um, compare the story of Amanda Berry and uh, mm, what's the, the other girl that it was, it was uh, yeah, J.C. Dugard, Elizabeth Smart, the women that what? were taken by Ariel Castro. Yeah. So why not? Why this <coughs> couldn't be my friend, you know? And, and maybe I just, what I'm hoping is like the people can recognize their face. And somehow they will come up saying, oh my goodness, I remember this girl. I seen her in New Orleans. She was doing this and this and that. Or she was with this person or whatever. Because like when I think about all the times that you know they talk about in TV, the parents, you know, um, the parents talked or whatever. To me, they don't really, you know, click together. Like you know, she she called them the the thirty first, but then she's been noticed missing or been seen the last time on the sixth, and then reported on the fourteenth. There is a big gap. Yeah, there is. And there is so, a big gap. That's yeah, I agree with you. I agree with that's once again yeah. why I tried to do these uh, interviews as in depth as we can to kind of get inside. Of course, it's thirty years ago. I realized that things are going to be forgotten and lost, and and, and all you know a bunch of other things put together over the years. So we try to fill in those blanks as best we can. And so, understanding a timeline that she called her parents on December 31st, and then two weeks later, she says she's leaving the hotel, but no, Alexander didn't leave the hotel until two weeks later. And then in the meantime, the security guard tells the story about a woman going into the water. I mean, that's all, that's going to be for the listeners to decide whether it happened or not, the way he described it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of empty spaces in there, and unfortunately, they may never get filled in. All we can do is our best. That, uh, I, I, I would like to say this. Another thing that really kind of shocked me is that uh, why didn't Masakela report Elena missing mm -hmm. when, he, when you know, he noticed that she didn't come back to the hotel? Yeah. Was that something malicious? Yeah, it could be. Could be. He didn't care at all? I mean, I don't know. Like, could be. Uh, my best insight would be he doesn't seem like the type of guy who is looking out for anybody but himself. Uh, you know, certainly did not have, even if they weren't having sex and everything else, nobody really believes that he had Elena's best interests at heart. No. Right? Elena was so, having sex with him because I know Elena very well. She will never have sex with him. Yeah. If she was having sex with him, she was drugged. Yeah. So, so there is no way I would have sex with that such a person. And then also, in Italy, when they covered this story, there was like a huge uh, news at the beginning of the you know disappearance. Um, there is a, a TV show called Kila Visto. Okay. And Kila Visto is a pretty much like. Um, honest and serious um, TV show. They don't they don't lie because they talk about missing persons. Like it's almost like you, you whatever you do but they do on TV in a okay. program, you know? Yeah. So uh, they got in touch 
with one of the ex of um, Master Kayla, mm-hmm. ex-girlfriend, on the phone, where she stated that once she was almost like brainwashed or drugged, whatever, because he would, uh, they asked her, like, did he drug you? And she said, I don't know, but he would pass me drinks all the time. Mm-hmm. And she was confused. She said that she wanted to go back to her family, but somehow she could not. She had no the power, the willing, the will to just go. She was held in the house, raped and drugged by Masakela. Well, those are serious allegations. I just wonder if they're true or not. You know, I know what she's saying, but, you know, uh, if this were true, why isn't he in jail? And that, it, it, you know, we don't... No, but he said that in Italy. She didn't say that in yeah, America. Yeah, uh, I don't know why she forced that to America. Oh, I think, hold on, hold on. I think that today you asked her, like, why didn't you report him? Because, and she said, because I was afraid that they, they would not believe me. Mm-hmm. She was probably... But, uh, like, you know, um, maybe she was like a prostitute or whatever. You know what I mean? Because he was was hanging out with this type of people. I mean, looking at Masakela and see the life he was doing, we cannot believe he was a saint. Nope. No, we can't. No, we can't. Yeah. No, we can't. Yeah. So. Uh, Mina, any final words before we complete this interview? Well, I just really hope that, um, God brought you to me uh, for a reason, yeah. and that yes. somebody anywhere will listen this uh, our conversation, and eventually you will link this conversation to Elenia's image, picture, many pictures maybe, and recognize her um, somehow. Uh, or mm-hmm. does know any detail, any news, any minimal detail, anything, any information about Elenia or Masakela, or mm-hmm. actually not about Masakela, but just about Elenia because who cares about Masakela? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, about well, Elenia, yeah. Or Masakela said that maybe Masakela said about Elenia. I don't know any information that can link us to. Elenia and bring us to the truth, to whatever yeah. whatever happened to Elenia for real. Yeah. Mina, thank you for being on this episode of Unfound. Well, thank you for having me, and uh, hopefully we'll receive um, an information. Uh, thank you for what you do, and uh, I wish everybody happiness and peace and love. Thank you. And you're welcome. And that was my February 15th, 2024 interview with Mina Spencer, friend of Elenia Carissi. I thank Mina for joining me and all of you on this episode. I made a video detailing the important locations for Elenia's disappearance. You can now find it on Unfound's YouTube channel. I also do some analysis of the case. This disappearance is very straightforward. If you believe the security guard, Albert Cordova, and think the woman was Elenia, she got taken downstream and she drowned. Very easy to understand. And no, if this happened, whether the woman was Elenia or not, I don't find it suspicious that no body was ever found. It was night, the Mississippi River is very fast. The river is wide. The quickest rescue team could have gotten out there in maybe 20 minutes. Very, very difficult conditions. However, and bizarrely, the body of a man was found while searching for the woman Cordova claimed to have seen. So we may ask, are we sure Mr. Cordova saw a woman go into the water? Hmm. Yet, if we don't believe Cordova, then just about anything is possible for Elena's disappearance. Walk off, murder, suicide somewhere else, virtually anything. So, are there rational reasons to doubt Cordova's story? By me looking at the accounts of what he said transpired, 
I think there are. Although nothing at this point, 30 years later, is 100%. And what doesn't help us is that he is deceased. Warning, math ahead. What first hit me when learning about Cordova's account of that night is Cordova said the woman was 100 yards out into the center of the river, and yes, he said 100 yards, when she drowned. And he makes it sound like that happened in seconds. Yet there is no way the woman could have made it 100 yards out into the river that quickly. In fact, I would say there's no way anyone could get out there 100 yards that quickly. And to be clear, he did not say downstream 100 yards. He pointed out into the middle of the river, if you've watched any videos of him being interviewed. He points out into the middle of the river. He does not point downstream. Do you know how long it takes to swim 100 yards? The world record for swimming 100 meters, so 109 yards, and of course this would be in a swimming pool, is about 47 seconds. Did Cordova really stand there for easily over a minute watching the woman struggle in the water? Would not the normal reaction be to run to the nearest phone within 15 seconds, 20 seconds? We also have to remember that while this woman would be trying to swim out into the middle of the river, the current would be taking her downstream. So how fast is the current of the Mississippi River? Well, I checked. Three miles an hour on average in the New Orleans area. Meaning as the woman is trying to get to the middle of the river, the water is taking her downstream at 4.4 feet per second. So let's say it would take the average healthy 23-year-old 90 seconds to swim 100 yards out into the middle of the river. What would be happening, though, in the meantime, is that 23-year-old is getting taken downstream. So that 90 seconds multiplied by the flow rate of 4.4 feet per second means that the person would be 360 feet downstream before reaching a point 100 yards away from shore. Do you think Cordova or anyone else would be able to see a person in the water 100 yards away from shore and 120 yards, 360 feet, downstream in the Mississippi River at night? It sounds somewhat improbable. Even if we were to think that he is exaggerating and that she was only 50 yards away from shore, it's still somewhat improbable. Moreover, and really this is more important, there is nothing public that has helped me determine when Albert Cordova came forward with his story. Did he call 911 on January 6th when he saw a woman go into the water? Did he have a walkie-talkie to alert someone in the guard control room to call 911? Or did he not come forward until he saw the news that Elena was missing? This is a huge, huge deal. And despite all the talk about him and him doing interviews at the time in 1994, there is nothing concrete either way. Here is my experience. If Cordova had called 911 on January 6th to say he saw a woman go into the water, I think it would have been said in the articles concerning Elena's disappearance. Why? Because this would give the overall story a lot of believability. Yet, there is nothing in any of the articles about Cordova calling 911 on January 6th. Also, I looked everywhere. I could not find any story published between January 6th and January 30th of 1994 about an unidentified woman going into the Mississippi in the New Orleans area. 
So if Cordova did alert authorities that night of January 6th, why didn't that story make the news? You would think that is exactly the kind of story that would make the news. I think you see what I'm saying here. There are many reasons from all sorts of angles to doubt the security guard's story. Although I admit, nothing definitive. So, I guess we'll all continue to struggle to figure out what happened to Elena. Much like a woman or man in the water who can't swim. If you'd like to hear and read more of my in-depth analysis into the disappearance of Elena Carissi, please go to patreon.com forward slash unfoundpodcast, sign up, and then partake in the Unfound blog. Until then, I leave the public theorizing up to you. And that's the program. Right now, while you are in your podcast platform, Spotify, YouTube, iTunes, wherever, give Unfound a five-star review, a thumbs up, whatever that platform allows. I thank you for listening. I'm at Denzel, and you've just finished this episode of Unfound.